Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. New team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast right here from Soonerscoop.com, where uh, the entire crew is here and sort of here. We're kind of in the new podcast studio, so we're going to kind of have some guys in and out uh, but the whole crew is here. Even Josh from On the Road, who is currently in the uh, Dallas area, going about four or five different practices today. Uh, he just couldn't handle it. We moved to On Three. He's like, uh, we, we got to get out on the road. So he's going nuts today. And uh, we'll just welcome him in now just to get things started off. Uh, when you hear the road noise, that's when you know Josh has unmuted himself. And we don't hear any road noise yet. So maybe he's turned everybody off. Josh, can oh, I'm you, here. Oh, okay, you've unmuted yourself successfully. Yes, uh, I, I, I have. I have unmuted myself, and all the OU fans will be excited to know. Just had a run in with Garrett Riley at Lindale High School, uh, watching Casey Poe. So well, he's uh, done nothing you know, wrong other than have a bastard brother. I, it, you know, interestingly enough, my first time to be that close to Garrett Riley. He doesn't look as much like Lincoln as I thought he did. Like I, they're more dissimilar than I expected. He looks more alpha, is what you're saying. I, uh, I mean that that's a way to put it. Sure, you know he wouldn't have gotten mad about some Twitter spat. Like I feel pretty confident about that. Do you think that he had the hair procedure already done, like he learned from Lincoln? <laughs> um, you know, it, it looks it, it does look cleaner. I, I think it is safe to say he is a, and I, you know, as a married guy, I can say this, not that, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, that he is a more handsome man than, than Lincoln Riley. So congrats Stronger to Stronger jaw, probably, I would say, just from pictures and seeing him on TV. This is all very hateful for the Riley family. I, I don't approve of it, and uh, well, I'm going to show what? maturity and, and growth. Uh, trying to get saying, back. I support Lincoln Riley, and go. I support the contingent all out in uh, Los Angeles. This is all about. I getting feel like unblocked. Eddie has turned heel on being the heel. Like he, he's I never said anything bad about the guy. <laughs> Why did you get blocked then? <laughs> because pe- I've said that I've said this multiple times. Is because people kept tagging me in very hateful things mm-hmm. that were intended to go to Lincoln Riley. And he got. He's sick not of mad it. at me. Yeah, he just. I think didn't want to see it anymore. I never said anything. I mean, I appreciate him calling George and telling him he didn't want to talk to him. No, you you can't back out of the corner now. You've you've dug yourself this hole, Carrie. You're the one that is uh, going after his uh, all of his uh, you know everything Look, about him. I I almost paid the heaviest price. I've, I have for for telling the truth. You I have what? made qualms. I have uh, I have moved on. Isn't making qualms anyway. Um, so Josh, 
you're out and about on the road. Tell us a little bit what's going on, at least while you have cell service. Yeah, yeah. I actually, He's in the middle of I'm Dallas. my way across. Uh, you're not, well, you're you the know, beginning of the show? Outside of Dallas. I, I'm technically in East Texas at this point, but it, I, I am not too far out. Um, yeah, just got started. Like, you know, like you said, Carrie, there's with on three, I was like, okay, now I can get out and get on the road. I feel like I've been sitting on my hands for about a month waiting to kind of do something. So got out, um, you know, got, started this morning at Nigel Smith, Oklahoma's big defensive line offer. Had, I think, an interview people are going to love. Like, it was one of those things where he kept talking and he was answering in such length with some of the questions I was asking. And it's certainly not about my questions being special. I, I understand that. But he was so good and so gracious with his time that it ended up being like a 10-minute interview. And I kept asking him throughout. I was like, Nigel, do you need to go? And he's like, no, no, we're, we're good. We're good. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to keep pushing on. And you know, I might have asked him six or seven questions like the whole time. It was just he was so verbose in what he was talking about and was very clear, you know, in, in his um, his affinity for Oklahoma. And I mentioned it on the board. He he discussed, you know, some of the conversations uh, that he and Joseph Jonah Ajanye, who I saw last week, uh, have had about, you know, the potential for that defensive line class with those two um david stone and williams Venary. so it, it was a. Uh, I think people are really going to enjoy that interview because he talked at great length about all six of his official visit schools uh taught you know answered some kind of particular questions about oklahoma uh so that there was a lot there that i thought was kind of interesting um and then headed over to see kevin sperry oklahoma's 25 quarterback commitment that was a little more just you know obviously he's committed there wasn't as much ground to cover uh lsu's quarterback coach joe sloan was there i thought that was kind of interesting after I know Notre Dame stopped by to see him yesterday. So this is a guy that I think maybe nationally isn't as well recognized right now, but I can tell you the first thing his head coach, uh, uh, I believe uh, it's Wilkinson. I can't, I'm going to blank out on his first name. He walks up and goes, Oklahoma got the best quarterback in, in the state of Texas in 2025. Like that was literally the first sentence out of his mouth. And I was like, okay. So, and I saw some things today. He does some stuff that is kind of wow you know like if he can put it all together and it can be consistent there's um there's a lot of potential there and uh, the the last stop so far i've got a couple more to hit uh was casey poe the big offensive lineman from lindale out in east texas that i like i said that i mentioned seeing garrett riley there uh along with thomas austin their offensive line coach i uh, spoke with casey afterwards he talked about um you know, all his official visits coming up, he's planning to be done by the end of July. So, and Oklahoma will get his final official visit. So I, I think there is a lot of reason to feel good about that situation. I kind of wonder if this doesn't come down to like Clemson, Texas Tech, and OU. Like there, there's a, there's some variables in there. I think Texas Tech's done a really good job. Clemson um, has, you know, the program that the sole program is kind of based on Clint, you know, Brent, Brent took it from Clemson. He took that idea. And um, I, that's something he, he answered specifically in our interview. It's something that really mattered a lot to him and something he really bought into. So um, I, I think all three interviews have gone really well. I've, you know, had a chance to talk with some coaches. Uh, even, you know, the, uh, I mentioned Clemson's offensive line coach, Thomas Austin, is a former teammate of Miguel Chavis and wanted to uh, – Make sure that if uh, if we were to run into Miguel Chavis, we gave him a little bit of grief on his behalf. 
So, uh, you know, outside of this, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's just kind of, you know, guys out, spring practices, you're coming to Oklahoma here in, what, a couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, from now and then, how many more guys do you think you'll you'll end up seeing? Well, you know, between now and, like you said, uh, I'll be in Oklahoma the last week of May, and that's going to be crazy just because there's so many in-state offers out right now in Oklahoma. Um and a lot of good team camps. So there's a lot of opportunities to see a lot of guys. But around Texas, like today, I, I'm on my way right now to Duncanville, going to go see Caden Durham, uh, who, you know, I, I'm going to have some stuff and Woke and Scoop this week on him, just kind of where his priority is for Oklahoma. Uh, also, DeCorian Moore, uh, the, the 2025 wide receiver that might be the number one wide receiver in the country next year that I know Emmett Jones has a really good relationship with. Uh, hope it, I, I Now, I will say – I don't want anybody to get their hopes up. At Duncanville, they don't allow interviews to practice. So we're not going to be able to talk with Caden Durham or DeCorian Moore. But hopefully I can catch up with them, you know, some point here in the next week. But uh, from there, going to see Michael Hawkins. I may get up to see Eli Bowen. It's just going to kind of depend on traffic and the schedule. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But at bare minimum, the five practices are getting in today. Uh, then I plan to see Beaumont United. I'm going to go see Fort Bend Christian and Bennett Warren and uh, Max. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on his last name. Granville, uh, the defensive line offer in 2025. So I would think between now and that Oklahoma trip, I'll see somewhere around eight to ten more OU offers and hopefully have as many interviews as possible. So there should be plenty of good content still coming. And Josh, you've seen. Nigel Smith time and time again. How different did he look today compared to who he's been in the past? You know, that's a perfectly timed there, Bob, because it stood out to me. I thought he had leaned out a little bit, looked um, looked like maybe he'd lost. I don't know if you want to call it baby fat because it wasn't like he was carrying around a bunch of bad weight. He's a big, sturdy dude. Um, but just looked like maybe added a little more muscle, lost a little bit of fat, um, and just looked really impressive, kind of to the point where I said, okay, maybe maybe he could play defensive end. Um, you know, I said it on the board. I still think as a three-technique defensive tackle playing at like 290, 295, man, he could be really good because he's super active. He's great with his hands. He's incredibly long. There's a lot that makes sense to me in that role. But at the same time, I mean, he's he's twitchy enough to play outside. I mean, if, if Ethan, you know, it's one of those things where if Ethan Downs and Reggie Grimes can play outside, you know, he can play outside. I mean, there's enough burst there. I think we're all still kind of figuring out what the parameters are for the defensive end position, like how how much is just pure burst a part of it, how much is it size. But, no, I, I like Nigel Smith a lot. I think he is – again, that's the interesting thing about – you know, we talk about these four defensive linemen that OU is so big on. I don't think probably with the exceptions, exception of williams Nanari is there any guy that I'm dead set on this is where he'll play because I, I think they all have pretty unique body types and can move around kind of depending on maybe where they're best or what OU's greatest need is. You think that's an issue for uh, for him between end and tackle? Is that something he's worried about? Is, that, is he talking with Chavis more or Bates more? Or? You know, in the interview, he mentioned both of them. You know, he talked about – I think he deals with Miguel Chavis more. I don't think there's any question about that. But he definitely talks to Todd Bates plenty and talked about how much he respects Bates' background as a coach and all the defensive line guys he's turned out. And, you know, kind of how 
um, how much that helps, you know, his comfort level. Because, I mean, he, he, you know, was very honest that, you know, I'm looking at places that can can develop you and have a track record of they put out NFL defensive linemen and those kind of things. So I, um, you know, I, I, I think talking to him, my impression is pretty much what everybody seems to assume is this could come down to OU and Ohio State. I think that's kind of what we're looking at. Obviously, uh, Larry Johnson, Oklahoma's, or excuse me, Ohio State's legendary defensive coach, uh, defensive line coach, was there along with Jim Knowles today. So they are they're putting on the full court press. Uh, I know Oklahoma's been by several times. So there is that that's going to be a dogfight. And I know Penn State's impressed him. He's got some family ties uh, to New Jersey. I know there was a lot of questions about Rutgers, and he talked about that in the interview. Um, and then obviously Texas and A&M, you know, Texas getting the final official visit in early September. Um, and, you know, Nigel's planning to decide on September 8th, I think at his first home game at, at Melissa's new stadium that they built, which is a freaking, it's a, it's the next cathedral of Texas high school football. It's a beautiful stadium and seeing it this morning, about three quarters done. So they, um, I, I, but as far as, <laughs> I said all this and didn't really answer the heart of your question, Bob. Yeah, I, I, no, I don't think that's any big issue for Nigel. I think he's a guy that understands he's a bit of a tweener, and it's going to be kind of how his body develops in college. Somebody that you had already uh, referenced, uh, Joseph Jonah Ajonye. Uh, we've already run the uh, interview that you had. He was one of the first guys that you went out to uh, see during the spring, Josh. I know that one of the things that I think that uh, you know piqued a lot of people's ears uh, when he mentioned it during your interview was Georgia. And he set up that uh, visit here coming up in a matter of a couple weeks. I guess how serious of a threat is that when he mentions that they are, were, are a dream school for him? Oh, I mean, it's Georgia and it's an offensive lineman. Like you have to acknowledge that's a, that's a possibility. Um, I still think it'll be like, I, I think, uh, you know, and it's, it's kind of a cop-out answer and I know it, but, You'll know more once he gets back from Georgia if it gives him kind of those, those I don't know, butterflies, however you want to put it. Because Oklahoma, like you can tell there's a special spot for him for Oklahoma. He just loved the campus, loved everything about it, loved the coaching staff and how he's kind of talked to them. And, you know, I, I mentioned it. You know, he talked with um, – and, and Nigel discussed it at length. But they they spoke yesterday, literally yesterday – and Nigel referenced, hey, there was some conversation about what, you know, what that defensive line class at Oklahoma could be. Now, Nigel, very smart, like I said, kind of a little more reserved about his feelings than Joseph, was very clear that, hey, man, you know, I'm looking at all these huge schools. A lot of them are going to have great defensive line classes, you know. So he, he kind of separated himself a little bit from that. I think, uh, again, with Joseph um, – Georgia is absolutely a factor. I think Oregon is interesting. I just, I can't help but wonder if it's going to be a little bit of a middle ground between he and his mother. Like he's in Oklahoma and that's farther away from home than I get the impression she would like. And, and he talked about it, you know, some people are going to have to make sacrifices, I think is what he said. And I, I think maybe that can be a middle, you know, maybe if he really loves Georgia and she's like, I'd like you to be a little closer to home. Maybe Oklahoma can be the soft middle. I, you know, I don't know. But um, I do think it's his decision. And I think even with that Georgia offer, I think if he decided right now, he'd pick Oklahoma. But we'll see how it feels when he comes back from Oklahoma. Or excuse me, back from Georgia. The one, 
one thing I'll continue to remind people of who are like, oh, we've seen this before. He'll go to Georgia. Don't forget, P.J. Adabare took a visit to Georgia last year, too, and about two and a half months later committed to Oklahoma. So it doesn't – I mean, Oklahoma's fought this fight. Brent Venables and Todd Bates have recruited against Georgia for a long time. They know what they're recruiting against. They understand the game. I, this isn't a foregone conclusion either way. Uh, I think it's important to uh, take a, a minute, Josh, and just remind people of what we've got going on. Uh, if you haven't been catching up with the pods, you just haven't been online, uh, Sooner Scoop has moved. Uh, we, we've, we've left Rivals.com. We are now with On3. Uh, and we have a, a special promotion that we want you guys to take advantage of. Like, take advantage of us. We're here for you. Know, we're here for you. Uh, it's a dollar for six months. And uh, that's all. I mean, it's just a dollar. And you get six months of Soonerscoop.com, uh, our new new format, new uh, website. It's all fresh and clean and new car smelly. Uh, so come on. And, and everybody, we want everybody to sign up. If you're listening to the pod and you're like, yeah, I listen to the pod. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to subscribe to the website. Like, now's the time. I mean, pay a buck. Come see what we're all about. Uh, George Stoya is just sitting here staring at us because we're not letting him on the pod right now. Uh, he's been doing a fantastic job. Just got some new stuff up every day. I mean, new stuff is coming up on the site. Uh, and, and the one thing about On3 is, you know, we are writing a lot more. We're putting up a lot more content than we've ever done. Uh, and, you know, we want you guys to know that that is not just a intro trial promo deal. Like, that's that's for the rest of our lives. Like, we've got a bigger team. We're putting out more content. We're going to be putting out more podcasts, more video, more YouTube all that's coming, and uh, we're very close to having our podcast on YouTube. Uh, but everything that you do, even you know the merch store, SoonerScoopStore.com, uh, everything helps you know us keep building what we built. You know the monster that is Sooner Scoop, and uh, you can get in now for just a dollar. So go check it out. No reason not to sign up. Uh, and if you were wondering what happened to us at the old website, we left, and uh, we didn't really get a chance to say much about that, except on the final day. So a lot of people. Did not know that we've moved and didn't couldn't figure out why that what you know our website was like it is now. It's because we're gone and we went to something better to on three and uh, it's a better website, better experience, better sooner scoop. So get it for a dollar for in over the next you know until o- the end of October, uh, you'll have full access. And guys, I mean, feel free, Josh, to chime in or guys, just kind of about you know your thoughts on on the move. I, I will say this, just. Thank you so much to the community that is Sooner Scoop. I mean, I know, Eddie, you said this a couple days into it. Like, you wouldn't even know that we're at a different website from all the people that have moved over and started posting on the Crimson Corner. Yeah, it was, it was literally like one of those uh, memes or gifts where, you know, a guy's walking into a party and it's already started or something like that. So, uh, quite different than what is it, the, uh, what is it, Parks and Recs, where the guy walks in with the, uh, into a house fire, basically, with the, uh, with the pizza. It was like the, the opposite. Community. 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 Yes. It was like the opposite of that. It's gone well, though. Yeah, it, it it really has. It's been amazing, and I, I can't believe the response. And, you know, it, it, to Terry's point, I know people will say, oh, you guys have talked about this. We are still getting literally hundreds of people moving in each day, and they're, they're the most kind of the most common response is, I didn't know you guys had moved yet. Like, cause, so there are still people out there that this is the first they're hearing about this. They had no idea. For whatever reason, they were on vacation or they were doing any of a hundred things. They just didn't know. And so, you know, one of the things that I think is interesting about on three, and I saw it for the first time today, Carrie, I don't know about you on three keeps a stat list of 
who like which you know moderator owner you know publisher writer whatever you want to say who posts the most on their board who produces the most story like i'm competitive as hell like i want to be up there on all those things so like we are going to be very active we are going to do all of that if only for my own personal glory i will be up there as often as i possibly can be because again it's a really good Oh, inside Texas, just shut them out. <laughs> Bobby Burton and those guys, they they put the kibosh on the skull. Um, it's better than, uh, you know, walking to a bathroom or something. Taylor Ham's right behind you. So I will say it is an honor to be on the same network as Justin Wells from inside Texas, who has the greatest Big 12 question to Walt Anderson ever. Big 12 media today, basically, that's the backstory, right? Right, Asked yeah. uh, Walt Anderson about the, uh, what was, was the it, a no of, call? Well, they had the head of officials, and what it was, it's they the played Oklahoma of Big 12 State. media, nobody ever pays attention yeah, to. Yeah, so it sometimes is the best media session you can go to, but most people don't pay attention to it. But so, it was a year after OSU went to Texas and beat them, and I think it was the first ever college football game where I saw defensive holding called on a run play. That's right. And it was like, I'd never heard of that before. And there was also like a, a re-kick, like a Yeah, punt there was something, something with a punt. Something it, with a it punt. It got blocked. And it, like, any, I'm, I'm and, trying and, to remember. And yeah. also, Charlie Strong was the coach, and he got, the ref bumped into him, and then the ref threw a 15-yard penalty flag on Charlie Strong. And so... Uh, We're about. <laughs> it's the punt. Wow, that, that was a really long talk that no one had just heard from you, Josh, if you just stopped talking. <laughs> We moved on. I think he's. What on. happened? Where did I come from? <laughs> well, we just did a whole thing on uh, Justin Wells from Inside Texas and the greatest press conference question ever. Uh, but it basically asked uh, Walt Anderson what type of system they had. Uh, to, and he, he named off like, when I saw four. Yes, by, I remember that. Yep. Nine egregious that <laughs> egregious. I would have as egregious. And Walt Anderson was like, well. You have a different grading system than I do, but it was fantastic. I think we still play that on the on the radio to this day. But Josh, uh, any can you hear us? Are you back with us? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. I, I probably went on a minute tirade. I, I apologize. I was I was selling the hell out of everything. We just saved everyone from that. So no, but it it <laughs> you know just to cap it off uh, without Josh going into another minute diatribe. Dollar a month, go sign up. And let me just tell you this, if you know, delete all your old bookmarks. If you're a scooper, clear the cache in your browser. Uh, just type in Soonerscoop.com if it's taken to the old place. Uh, do that. Clear your cache, delete your bookmarks. Uh, type in Soonerscoop.com. It'll take you to on three and then bookmark everything from there. So we got you taken care of. Uh, Josh, uh, anything else you want to hit on recruiting before we let you uh, drive safely the rest of the way? Uh, you know, no, I can't really, I mean, again, you're starting to see official visits. Um, you know, uh, I, I, since we've talked, I had a long conversation with David Stone, uh, late last week. We've already run some of that content. Um, I, I feel as good as I have in a while. And they, I think Oklahoma's out there. And, you know, something I hinted at last week that, that was in that story is Gerald McCoy is involved in that recruit. Um, he is in contact. They are, uh, like I said, guys from similar parts of the city uh, in Oklahoma City. They, they've got kind of similar backgrounds. And I think, 
Gerald has made a very positive impact with with more than just David. So you know, we'll we'll kind of we'll keep an eye on that. But I, I continue to like where Oklahoma is for him right now. All right. Well, you're starting to get fuzzy on us, so we'll let you get out of here. Um, but Josh, appreciate it. We'll be back again next week, uh, uh, hopefully uh, in in your studio. So be a little bit better. But we appreciate you taking some time to join us while you're driving around. Of course, guys. Uh, you know, you say something terrible after I'm gone. I'll be listening. I'll hear it all. We will. Uh, all right. Uh, it is time for the Enjoy Vision uh, Fresh Perspective Look Around. And uh, really, all eyes kind of on, on softball right now. I mean, golf, the NCAA tournament coming up. I know, George, you've got a really good story uh, on the golf program coming up uh, that you know, you've been working on for quite some time. And uh, you know, then we've got recruiting and, and camp season. But, uh, Bob, let's, uh, let's start with you. I mean, regionals coming up. Sooners pull it out. Of tournament Bedlam first. Sweep. Big, big 12 or, tournament. Big 12, that's what I meant, big 12 tournament. Um, and I was just, you know, are there any challengers? I mean, it's going to be interesting because I have to think, you know, Baylor, for instance, like it seems like they're a team that's on the bubble. A they just bit. swept Texas. Though. Yeah, they just swept Texas. So they're feeling pretty. They're feeling pretty good, and that's what's weird about and the tournament. Having being the only ones that have beaten Oklahoma yeah. all year, like that's a that's a nice little feather in your cap. Yeah, they're 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 going to be fine. I think what's weird with the Big Twelve tournament is that you know every everything else beyond that is like you know best two or three or double elimination. This is like, there's a fluke chance to happen. I think it's this weekend. I still don't think it happens, but you're going to have a lot of rain. Well, it happened last year. I mean, Oklahoma yeah. State beat them. There's going to be a lot of rain that's going to play into things. Don't know when games are going to, if they're going to get off on as scheduled. But with just that single game format, just, you know, one bad outing from a pitcher or one dead outing from the bats, and you could look at a loss. I I still don't really see it going down, but this would be the weekend that I would sort of circle. But then I'd go, wait a minute, they're still angry about not winning last year's, so maybe this isn't you know something that can actually happen. You think that they just lead with Storocco in everything that they do from here on out? Jordy. Or going with Jordy, though. Jordy. I mean, you can tell she's the Friday pitcher, uh, you know, in terms of, like, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. You know, she, she's been first for the last few weeks. Ever since after that Texas series, she's just been climbing and climbing. Yeah, and that LSU game was just huge. The, the confidence yeah. they showed in her and her ability to respond to to that. I mean, she's been tremendous, and that's why, you know, she's one of the – Top 10, you know, finalist for National Player of the Year to go along with Jada Coleman, T.R.A. Jennings. You know, you got three of the 10 right there in your uh, dugout. But, yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's why it's so hard to envision teams getting the best of the Sooners going down the road because maybe you get them once. But you got Starocco, Nicole May, and Jordan. Like, there's not going to be – it doesn't feel like there's going to be a moment where all of them are not at their best and they fall apart. So it just feels like maybe this weekend, but this team is it's a, it's a machine, it's a complete team, and it should be a lot of fun to watch. How worried are you about uh, Kinsey Hansen? A little bit. A little bit. That'll definitely be a question for Patty when we get to talk to her this, uh, this afternoon. Did she just miss Saturday and Sunday because they had the Big 12 wrapped up? Really nothing on the line. And you know, I wondered. I wondered, like, if it was kind of a Patty's, like, "F you." The the ball really did hit her in the hand. <laughs> like, it wasn't off the bat. <laughs> so, but I mean, they are a different team when Kinsey is in the lineup. So that that'll be something to definitely watch 
as we go forward in the uh, weekend. And it's it also, you know, moving parts, not necessarily her position, but it allowed Alina Torres to have a really nice weekend. And you had Sydney Sanders with some, again, sort of coming on through. And, and it's more of those players that you can believe in and trust in in these clutch moments. Again, it's just there's no easy part of that lineup. Here's a here's a question I have. Uh, it's an embarrassment of riches at the pitching position. If we see Deal, is it a bad thing, or do you think that that's just Patty trying to put her in another good situation? Uh, and that, that's actually that's my number one question going into today. How different has Kirsten felt since you trusted her in the seventh inning mm-hmm. in Bedlam? I thought for sure Alex was coming in. I was like, you had Jordy pitch Friday. Nicole did every, everything she could Saturday. Okay, deal. You got that strikeout on the sixth. That's awesome. But we we you know we want to be able to close this game out. And the fact that they went right back to her and she delivered. Like, how much of a confidence booster is that for a true freshman at at this point in the season? Any worries about uh, maybe a, a a slight slump at the top of that lineup right now? No, I mean. I mean, Jada Coleman's Jada Coleman, but still. Tiara came up with the big hit yeah, on Saturday. And then, and then Grace Lyons had three runs batted in on Sunday. I am a little curious as to will there be a set batting order? That changes a lot mm-hmm. game to game, but I, I still feel confident. Well, Sydney Sanders, I mean, there was some change in the lineup with yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, Sydney's been batting third. So, like, is that something that's going to, as we get in the postseason play, do you want that lockdown? Or will it still be just kind of based on who you're going up against and her gut feel of who gives them the best chance at what spot in the order? Truly an embarrassment of riches when we're talking about, like, are they going to have a... And I know that they're on the 41-game winning streak and six shy of tying Arizona's record, but it's still, like, one of those things that I I just crack up about coming out of the Stillwater sweep. Uh and you're talking about, well, the biggest thing that maybe came out of there was they just couldn't get any base hits with the bases loaded. That was that was weird, though, because that had happened so many times on Friday and Saturday, and especially Saturday, that first inning, bases loaded, no outs. You put like a three or four spot there and get, oh, get OSU thinking. Instead, you don't score, and it took Torres to, to get that two-run uh, two double there on Sunday for their first hit with bases loaded. But that was a very strange feeling. But Patty will embrace that because she'll say, all right, there's something to learn from it. There's something, you know, we can't keep leaving all these runners on base. Eventually that's going to cost us. And so for a team that's for, for if you're 49 and one, what the heck can you work on? Something like that helps. This is like the, I, it's, I almost feel shame because I have so many things I want to ask you about with softball. Like, like when did this happen? When did I become this person? Uh, but like, I I thought that Erickson actually looked pretty good in the Bedlam series. Like she's yes. earned. Uh, she had that big slump. I think it started around Iowa State, uh, where she had that really that surge, that you know initial surge, and you're just like, wow, this this might be the next big thing at Oklahoma. And then she just struggled for a yep. while and got taken out of the lineup. Now she's starting to hit the ball a little bit well. Uh, and I'll say this, and it's it's I'm afraid to say it because. She drives motorcycles and has a full sleeve, <laughs> but I don't think Haley, I think Haley Lee's cooled off a little bit. Just a little, yeah. They're going through. She peaks. did have a home run taken away from her. Yes, and they're going through some peaks and valleys, and that's why you know I think you're seeing some changes in the batting order. So, you want to call it a wake up call? Sure. Just like, hey, you know, we know what you can do, but based on what you have been doing, we're going to make 
couple changes, but that's another thing. If you know, Erickson coming like, back, it's it, huge. It puts pressure on the hit, other hitter. Like Riley Boone got you know hit for the other day. I mean, like if those the, you know the, those guys are coming along and they're not in the starting lineup, like you better you better be two for three or something in this game. You better be hitting the ball well, or, or we'll take your at bat away late in the game. And the the best person for that. Nugent, she always understands. I I don't know when my number's going to be called, but I'm going to be ready and I'm going to make the most of it. And she has time and time again. And that's, of course, luxury that this team has. They can go good, you know, four or five deep into the bench and you're not going to see that dramatic drop off. No, but I would say, you know, I didn't mean to hit on the entire starting lineup, but I would say that, uh, yeah, Grace Lyons definitely seeing the ball really well, Eddie. Uh, as if she had laser vision. And she might have. I bet and if she did, you know where she probably went? Where would she have gone? I think it would have probably been Enjoy Vision, which is the best laser vision center in Oklahoma City. Not even close. Combination of mind-blowing technology, experienced eyeball surgeons, and exceptional patient care, which was life-changing for me. Uh, I've told the story once. I'll tell it again. Went in. Easy. Two, three-hour process. Had a couple uh, appointments before. They took great care of me, even gave me a volume. So uh, it was rather easy. And if any unofficial 40 listener would be interested in Enjoy Vision and getting LASIK, $400 off. Just go to enjoywithme.com. That is the letter N-J-O-Y with me.com. Promo code U40 for $400 off. Enjoy Vision. This is where you LASIK. I do have a question for you, Eddie. Mm -hmm. um, would, you, would you like to be like a Valium tester so you can make sure it doesn't have fentanyl in it? Uh, well, they have fentanyl strips for that. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, See, that you're supposed to use, but I, you know. Well, maybe you could have the strip and test it still. I'll take my chances. <laughs> All right, we appreciate Enjoy uh, Vision uh, and uh, love love them being a part of the show. So, um, logging I'll... logging all this video, you kind of do need a little fentanyl to just oh kind of stay God. stay locked in. I think Adderall, maybe. Well, you could do that, too. I, th I think that'd probably be the safer version. Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, like, we're now... It, it's been so hectic around here. I mean, it really, ever since Brent Venables got hired, uh, it's just been kind of nonstop, and then going through a six and seven season, and then uh, recruiting, you know, a top five recruiting class, and, uh, you know, all that's going on, and, we're, we're, and I'm in the middle of, you know, heading up the negotiations for our, our whatever we were going to do in the future, and that took forever. And was a daily grind for about four months. And I couldn't tell anybody about it. But it really kept me from kind of doing what we're doing now, Eddie, which is getting after all the video that we've got, logging it, getting in the system so we can start producing more stuff here in the studios. Uh, and we've got the studios just about finished now, at least the pod room. Uh, so, I mean, all this is, it's crazy. All this has happened since the end of the season. Yeah. It's all kind of come together. And, uh, you know, obviously we were able to do the, uh, the live show on the Sunday night when we announced for on three and, uh, you know, I think that came together pretty, pretty good. Uh, all things considered from a, uh, from what you might've saw as a viewer or a listener, not behind the scenes as we were running around or you were running around, we were trying to get everything figured out, but, uh, yeah, it's all come together and I'm, I'm really excited about what we're going to be able to do moving forward here over the next couple months and leading into the season, obviously, uh, will be a lot of fun. And, you know, I think that the beginning of what will be year number two under Brent Venables, or if you want to say it's already started, uh, it's going to be quite interesting. And, you know, I, I think that as we, I guess, kind of segue from uh, the Enjoy Vision recap, we could probably talk about what has happened still 
last week with the announcement of the SEC stuff uh, that George wrote about on Friday. Yeah, uh, George, I guess if you want to switch, you and Bob want to switch up here, uh, we can kind of get into some of that. But uh, yeah, uh, not emergency, but a special regents meeting uh, was called to formally put the stamp on the move to the SEC, which, you know, it has been announced and, and everybody knew it was happening. But to have a day where the university and, and, and President Harris all got together uh, and, and made it official, uh, it was just kind of one of those things that needed to happen. Uh, and, and really signifies kind of the fan base to uh, donors, boosters, uh, whoever, like, okay, now it's full speed ahead. Even though there's this one season left to play, we know where we're really, you know, focusing on for the, for the distant future. Yeah, I thought it was, um, you know, one of those things that it's just officially official type deal, yeah. right? Um, you know, there wasn't too much to it. I did think it was interesting hearing, you know, President Harris actually speak. I don't think we've heard from him, um, you know, at least you know, in a media setting, um, you know, in some time. So to hear him kind of talk about, you know, the decision to leave early, which it basically was, uh, I think that everybody knows that they wanted to leave early. They wanted to get into the SEC. They want to be in there for year one of the new, uh, you know, television deal between ESPN and SEC. And then I think the Big 12 with their new commissioner, Brett Yormack, you know, they're welcoming new teams. I think it just was a best fit for everybody to move on and move a year early. And to be clear, I know there was some, misconception out there from a few people they are paying money to leave uh the right. conference early i know there were some people that were tweeting they're leaving out. money behind they're leaving money yes, on they, the they are not getting their revenue share of the tv deal which and could so, be up to 50 million dollars yes it'll be somewhere in the 40 to 50 million dollar range so they they are you know losing money in in the sense that they are leaving early so i know that narrative's out there but and i'm i'm sure it's it's worked for most partners in the sc and most like it, like and what's important to note is like it's the eight legacy schools that get that money like BYU yeah. and Cincinnati and Houston they don't get any of that right correct it's it's the eight you know founding or I guess not founding but original members that are staying behind that are getting that money so I thought it was interesting and then obviously stuck around and and uh, got to talk to Joe a little bit about uh, Bedlam which I wrote about last week and it sounds like that's going to happen in other sports. Um, you know, as soon as next, you know, 2024, as for football, um, and I wrote about this is it sounds like that's still a ways away from happening. And it doesn't sound like it's because the two sides don't want to do it. I know there's some, you know, thoughts out there that OSU didn't want to play it. And I, I think, you know, months ago that might've been the case or, OU didn't want to play it. Um, I don't think that's the case anymore. It sounds like they want to make it happen. It's just a scheduling issue. And you look at OSU schedule specifically, They've got a Power Five team, you know, non-conference team lined up the next almost eight years. Uh, OU has a couple openings here and there, um, but I'm sure they're also thinking, "Hey, we would like some easy non-conference opponents with the, you know first few years in the yeah. SEC." So um, I think that's going to happen eventually. It just it, you know, Josie wants to make that happen. I think OSU wants to make it happen. It just might be, you know, probably till the 2030s for it to actually happen. You know, Bob, I think we have a FedEx here. Um, you mind? Uh, Ask them if they want on the pod. <laughs> the FedEx guy? No, he's too busy. He's frantic. We're doing a Q pod if you want to come in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the, you know, the one thing that I never really noticed or paid attention to, like, I don't even, I don't even know the answer. Did Texas and A&M play in any other sports or do they split completely? No, they play. 
They, they do play. They, okay. And in fact, over the last couple seasons, they've done uh, midweek baseball games. Now they they played in the NCAA tournament and stuff as well. Right. Right. But we yeah, they to. they play regular season, uh, just non con games on uh, you know Tuesday or Wednesday okay. nights in baseball. I know for a fact in baseball. I don't know if they played in basketball. I don't think they have. They I don't haven't. remember them playing each other. Cause, cause and I don't know if they play in softball either. So they, it might be something that is decently new. Yeah. It, so, it sounds like, though, Castiglione basically said all other sports, they're going to play OSU. And, and it sounds like they're going to have that scheduled out as soon as the calendar year is up. Uh, so we should have a better picture of, of those sort of things. Now, of course... Next season, they're still in the Big 12. So softball, you'll still have Bedlam next year. Baseball, all that. Basketball, they're, you know, so. Um, but but the next academic year, it sounds like they're going to try and play OSU in, in every sport. And I like that. I mean, I, I, I think it needed to happen. It's beneficial uh, for, for really all the sports that need it. You know, the, the softball. I mean, that's going to become an even bigger. And I know Patty was asked, like, would you like to see it be like, Norman Hall of Fame Stillwater and I think that's the way it'll end up being but like that game at Hall of Fame could generate a lot of revenue for for both programs yeah and how about playing at Owen Field I mean I, we just got you know I, I, we might could, need to get Bob back on do we need I think we don't we need to kind of put that to rest I don't think it's gonna happen yeah um, it, I, I just don't get the sense that Joe C like they've looked at it before I and, well You've seen the things where people putting the stadium inside the stadium. Like, I just don't see how it's safe. There's no foul territory. It, it's the feasibility of it is very low. And, and Joe even talked about, you know, they looked at it years ago doing it and it wasn't going to work. Now, I know there's some talk of doing stadium renovations. I, I saw there was a thread on the board. I don't know if you guys saw this about, um, you know, that they might possibly move, like get rid of some of the first few rows to make the sidelines bigger. Um, if that were the case, maybe you have some more room. Even then, I think it might be tough to squeeze it in there. I do think that they'll look at doing something else. I, Joe even hinted at looking at, you know, maybe a, a different stadium. I was trying to think where that would be. Like, I can't think of another, you know, arena or stadium that's that big um, to play at. But I, I think that they're obviously looking at options for something like that. But at the end of the day, it's just... I just don't think it's possible. I mean, they're looking at creative ideas to do something. Yeah, but it's a fun idea. Yeah. But at the same time, like the reason that Nebraska is able to do it is because you can plop a volleyball court basically down anywhere. Yeah. Now, if they want to have like, uh, you know, I so wouldn't be surprised. They could probably get 60,000 people into uh, the stadium if they want to go take like grounders or something. Yeah, I'm going to swing. I'm going to swing the mic around to Bob and, okay. and let him kind of give the patty, you know, what. Because she's spoken a couple, of, at least once now, officially. Yeah, she's like, what did I just get myself into? She got caught up in the moment, talking about it, and now she's like, well, you know, we can make it happen. Let's try to figure it out. You know, because she's, there's been a lot of times this season where she's reflected back on, I couldn't believe there's 2,000 people at Hall of Fame Stadium. And and then the, now there's 9,000 people for regular season games. It's like, why can't we keep pushing envelope and seeing just how far we can go? And then she's like, do you do it for a game? Do you do it for a series? Is there a special team you want to bring in for it? But she just loves that, you know, Joe sees being is willing to even hear that type comment of, of, of talk and really consider how could we try to make this happen? 
If they do have it, it needs to be against somebody bad and just make it like a home run derby. Just hitting balls into this. Well, they do that for regular games. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that'd be any different. Yeah, anytime they play someone that's not elite, considered elite, the, that's what they're getting. I'm just saying, like. don't bring in like UCLA and like somehow lose the game, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could go to like, you'd have to go to like Arlington or something, wouldn't you? Probably. For what? To, to have a, you know, I don't know, what does Arlington even seat? 45? Arlington what? The baseball stadium. Oh, the Rangers well, Stadium. Yeah, Rangers Stadium. Uh, I think it's like 60. It's massive. Maybe they they I could play there, maybe. I mean, I don't know if they have some sort of in there, but maybe that's an option. I have no idea. I, I mean, if they went down there, I, I think, just can't think of anything else close that could host that. I mean, like you said, I don't think Jerry World, well, Jerry World has bigger sidelines, but I don't know if it's that big. What about the star? Probably not. I'm not. No, the no. star's tiny. Oh, no, yeah. Okay. They don't even. It's not even big. It's barely big enough for. I'm trying to think. Games. Yeah, it's forty thousand three hundred. The uh, the new Ranger Stadium. Okay, so forty. I said forty five. Low bluff. Yeah. I, I mean, if you you made it a specific weekend, like early. Well, it'd have to be after football season or spring, probably. Well, it wouldn't have to be, but I don't know what. You'd have to. Yeah, I mean, they start in February, right? So it's like. You yeah. What would that weekend weekend be? I don't know. So, it's interesting to talk about, but I just don't I don't see it happening at Owen Field. No. I just, unless they do the renovations, like I said, even then, even if you take out, because I know, again, there's talk about, you know, taking out the first four rows or whatever. Even then, you're still talking about a, a shorter outfield. Like, it wouldn't extend it. Because, mm-hmm. like, even looking at the map. And you're still having problems with foul territory. Yeah. On so, one side. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, well... I know that they probably could not sell enough prime shrimp to make that renovation happen. Uh, but you can get prime shrimp at your home. Uh, it's great restaurant quality food. Like last night, I went home. Like I left here like just after, just before eight. I was like, man, I got some. I got some like lean ground beef. I'm gonna make some rice and beef. I got home. I was like, screw that. I'm not waiting for rice to cook and all that. I was like, so I just got in the freezer and got out my garlic and herb. Uh, uh, prime shrimp put it in boiling water in less than 10 minutes i had restaurant quality meal so uh go check them out prime shrimp.com p-r-i-m-e shrimp.com use the promo code u40 and you will get 25 percent off your entire order of 50 dollars or more and that's really just five packs and all the different flavors they have like i said the garlic and herb butter uh the french alfredo uh french quarter alfredo sauce if you're like the cajun stuff it's just the uh the uh season the signature seasoned or the uh, Cajun shrimp boil. Uh, the New Orleans style barbecue is fantastic as well. So just continue uh, supporting those guys that support us. PrimeShrimp.com. Use that promo code U40. You get 25% off your entire order of $50 or more. Uh, was there anything else that SEC wise? We got kind of you know sidetracked on the softball thing. Was there but- anything that did surprise you from the border regions? It was just such a like, cross the T's, dot the I type thing. Yeah, no, I mean, even Joe, I was speaking to him a little bit before he did the media scrum. And I was like, hey, you got time for media? And he goes, I don't know what you guys would ask me. (laughs) (laughs) I saw the, uh, the only reason I'm laughing about it, because it was goddamn funny, okay? No, um, I saw Kirby Smart talked at a uh, golf tournament this morning for Georgia. And somebody made the comment like, what the hell would he say right now that hasn't been said? Same thing. 
Yeah, no, I mean, Joe, Joe and, and OU have been, you know, saying the same stuff about the SEC move for months. Um, so it wasn't a whole lot of new information. And that's why, I, again, I tried to stick around and ask him some stuff about Bedlam. And then I don't know if we want to go into the NIL stuff, but asked him some some questions about that and the, the uh, recent bill that uh, was, was vetoed, vetoed yeah. by uh, Governor Stitt. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, usually use a different word in front of that. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, this segment brought to you by uh, Jacob's Bodywork. Uh, anyway, we uh, you know we've talked about nil quite Took a me bit. A minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At first, I was like, "Do we add a uh, sponsor that I don't know about?" I don't know if Jacob has a body shop, but you know, shout out to him if he does. I don't know his website. Everybody wear their seatbelts. We'll just say that. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know, we've talked about nil. I think. I, I kind of I was telling George this like when we were, he was asking me like how much NIL should we do and I was like I think I don't think people who really care about football like they just want NIL to be good and taken care of they don't really want the details uh, and you know it's the nerdy people I don't know if it's the mainstream audience that really cares about information about NIL uh, I I think I've tried to make a fair balance of you know, bringing it up when it's it's necessary, but you know, not. You know, we sell T-shirts, you know, f- that we're putting together as softball nil. Uh, I don't know what the, I don't know if I'll just call Lauren Chamberlain and say, hey, you know, what what we have this much money, what can we do? Whatever, um, it's all going to you guys. So um, we'll figure that out. But you know, it, it's it's a lot like uh, you know everything else. It's probably about like the administration and the move to the SEC and getting in the weeds of that stuff. Um, but. What you're talking about, there was a bill that essentially would have allowed universities to start collecting money and then basically use third parties like Sooner Scoop or whoever uh, to carry out those NIL activities. Correct. I mean, the, the two biggest takeaways from the bill, and I tried to simplify them the best I could in the story, is, like you said, working with third parties. So, for example, Sooner Scoop or Crimson and Cream or whatever. Basically, One Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah, they would be able to work more closely so the money would be sort of funneling through the university and the collective so that way you know players get paid more easily it's easier to work deals uh things like that 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 joe c is and there's multiple athletic directors are are very much in favor for it's also a big deal because many of the sec states florida arkansas uh texas is about to pass a bill are all sort of passing similar bills that's going to give them a leg up when it comes to nil and that's obviously going to be a big deal when it comes to recruiting and things like that. So that's number one. Number two uh, is the removal of having to have a license requirement um, in terms to be an agent. So like right now, if you're an Oklahoma athlete and you want to have um, an agent or you know do NIL, you have to have a licensed agent to represent you. This bill would remove that. So like say your dad or your mom or whoever can be your quote unquote agent which is a big deal because a lot of these kids can't afford uh you know a licensed agent like say the cavender twins. sure and they would want a big you have to be you have to be making a lot of money in order exactly. to need one of those and i don't i think it's it might be even july until that like takes effect in oklahoma i believe correct uh and then the last one that i'll just say that i think is also sort of just noteworthy because i think it's interesting is that this could allow universities to require student athletes to take a class that basically teaches them about NIL, financial literacy, those sort of things. Right now, that's not a required class. You know, if a football player is 
you know, studying to become a doctor, they would not need to take a financial literacy class. With this in place, they could do it. And talking to Joe, they already have a class lined up this summer that's optional. Now, from my understanding, a lot of student athletes that are coming in the summer, incoming freshmen are going to be in that class because it's it's one of those quotes that you say it's optional, but, you know, it's not really optional. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's interesting to me too because, you know, like these collectives that are out there now, they are designed essentially to funnel money to players. And I think we all know that's what's going on. The university, you know, would like to say, well, we would like to be in charge of this money, uh, you know, that's going to the players because we can control it and make sure, you know, that certain weird things, like, here's the thing. If you're like Caleb Williams, I'm sorry to mention that name or Libby Dunn or, you know, uh, Angel Reese, like, they have big time representation. They don't need a university NIL program. They're they're getting theirs on their own. And you're still be if Jackson Arnold becomes a great quarterback here and a Heisman Trophy winner, like he's he'll just go out and do his own NIL stuff. It won't have to be like OU will just use all that with the other players that don't have that big, you know, name and following and opportunities. They're you know, they're more Joe talked, I know a lot in the article and we've talked I've talked to him about this. He's trying to find something that's sustainable, something uh, that is kind of holistic, if you will. Like, you know, from, you know, from the ground up, you build it and you can generate money, uh, and it doesn't have to be something where uh, you're always trying to track down more money. Like, you're coming up with things and opportunities to, to generate revenue for the athletes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I think from Joe's perspective, too, is, and this, I mean, the boosters, I think also, and and the donors, the people that are donating the money to the collectives, I feel like they would also maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, they would feel more comfortable donating knowing it's going to someone like Joe C., who's going to put it somewhere that they know it's actually going to be effective, maybe. Um, you know, maybe I'm wrong in assuming that, but I think that, that it, it, it makes more sense that they kind of know where exactly the money's going. Whereas sometimes I think you look at these collectives and you don't always know where it's going. I don't know. Um, I gotta be honest. I gotta, I get, I mean, I like, I know how the Crimson Corner works. They're not going to be a fan of OU being in charge of, of the collective. No. They're going to want the bag men in charge of the collective. Like they're going to want the guys that promised this five star, that yeah, he's going to get this much money if he comes to OU. Yeah, the more I think about it, that was a dumb comment by me. So I take that back. Uh, <laughs> you're thinking, well, you're thinking in the administrative. Correct. Yeah, I, well, I think, I th- yeah, I'm thinking from what Joe C said in terms of he wants to be in control of the way it's used. I wonder if Joe, like, I, he has to, he's smart. He's a super smart guy. I, but I wonder if he's thinking from like, well, if we do this, does that mean you know, Oklahoma, one Oklahoma or Crimson, uh, Crimson Cream goes away like completely. Like, well, not if the boosters want to keep supporting them and they're getting things done behind the scenes the way they want to get them done. Like that Texas A and M, those boosters aren't just going to disappear because Texas A and M is, you know, they launched this before OU and OSU could do it, like to where the money is fun- funneled through their twelfth man foundation. Yep. But I guarantee those boosters still want to be able to pay the players, the, the big time recruits, what they want to pay them. 
Yeah, and the twelfth man fund is a really and that's good what example. The, that, and I'm sorry, but that's what the that's where the that's where Congress has to come through. They're the only ones that are going to eliminate that stuff. Yeah. Well, and I will say too, the bill. Another key part of the bill is that this would protect OU from any NIL violations. Um, so the NCAA could not, you know, do any sort of investigations on how they're spending their NIL, how they're delivering it how the money's being used, which is... But is that... My question is, is that their way of monopolizing the NIL market? Because they, you could certainly say, look, if you're not with NIL with us and you got and you get in trouble, we can't... We're not going to protect you. Like, we're going to throw you under the bus. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> sure. Look, yeah, I... I, I mean, I, we're getting kind of legal-ish, but I mean, yeah, yeah. to me, that's a little troubling... Just, you know, that whole we can't get in trouble for NIL activity. Well, I will say it's a blanket to say to go to all their players and say, you know, we can't protect you if you're doing NIL outside of, you know, our our program. I will say, though, and I talked to um, Darren Heitner, who I don't know if you guys know who he is, but I believe he represents the Cavender twins. He represents Mm -hmm. multiple athletes in NIL. And I just talked to him for some background on this. And he I mentioned this part of the bill in there about. You know, there's there's no way for the NCAA to you know give you violations for this. And he goes, well, that's a dumb clause in there because they haven't given out in the last two years one violation for any NIL related things. So he's like, the NCAA is just totally hands off with all all of this anyways. He goes, it's a it's a lawless landscape, mm-hmm. which is the term I used in the story. It, that's kind of where it's at. Is like the some of that. It's like it's it's they just need to not worry about it because it's they're not going to get in trouble anyways from what i understand now that might change i don't know but no school has gotten any nil violations from the ncaa in the last 2 years which is pretty crazy and i know there's there's that the miami thing that's out there right now but darren explained it to me john in a ruiz very complicated way basically saying it's not nil related what he was doing so this is this is a very Eddie this is a very complex. I need this yeah. back. It's just so stupid to me because at the end of the day, the only reason NIL is in place, predominantly at football schools, is to pay the five star players to come to that school. Right, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Like, no, at, that's how the fans see it. Yeah, I mean that's but that but even Joe C will shoot from the rooftops. That's not what NIL was supposed to be. And I think he said that to you during yeah. the interview. Sure. And I and I understand that, but I respectfully say that's the only reason it's in place. That's the only reason that we're talking about it. And you Well, know, but I, here's the thing. It's like you have Angel Reese and you have Livy Dunn. I was gonna say it's Kayla been like, it's done wonders for women athletics. No, but I mean, even Kayla Williams has done well. But what I'm saying is that is really just a fame generated thing. Like Livy Dunn, she wasn't even was she even in did she Participated all in the national championships. Or the yeah, she did. She's yeah. she's really she do her she's really good on the bar. She's but a, she does yeah. one thing, right? Yeah, but she's not like she's. The, I mean, she's not like the she's, overall you know badass gymnast. I mean, she's just sure. super hot. She's very and attractive, and, and it helps. She understands social no, it media. Does. Like it does. If if these schools want Angel to do, Reese, though, is really good basketball. Player. Yes, she's a very. She won the national championship. And and I mean, look at all the women over at the softball program. I mean, they're yeah. very good softball right. players and they're taking advantage of that. And they're, so, apparently they're all doing really well from what we hear. But I think that it probably also like they, they are, they get that NIL deal because they're such a good athlete sure. at their respected. It's sport. like Jordy ball has like a commercial playing on every sports station mm-hmm. about some door company. Sure. I mean, they bought up advertising on every station. Sure. I mean, 
I think I've even seen some like on TV. Like, so they're marketable. I mean, people love the softball team. It's like, you know, like Spencer Rattler had all those deals. And after it was over, I'm sure his agent was like, oh, shit, he's not very good. Like, that's the worst case scenario because then all that, it's all it's all worthless, basically, to the company. But he doesn't get that hype if he's not a very right. highly touted quarterback. Sure, Fowler wishes they had two cars back. Well, I mean, yeah. Here's sure. the bottom line. The reason they want to move the collectives and the money to come through the university, and Carrie, you and I talked about this, is because... The athletic department and the university would make money off of that. Yeah, yeah. That's why the whole thing about the it. trademarks is in there yes. and all that stuff. They want to be able. And I was reading anyway. This is too deep into the weeds, but uh, but what I was mean, you know meaning to say earlier is like what universities should be doing is having like influencer training and classes and stuff like that because like it's just like with uh, Michael Turk. Like he, I guarantee he's making a ton of money off his YouTube channel. Uh, but he knew how to do it. He'd been doing that before he got to Oklahoma. He'd probably watched a ton of, uh, you know, Mr. Beast and all that stuff and, and learn, like, I know he's watching Mr. Beast because he would steal, like, some of his stuff. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the Paul brothers, all that stuff, like, he was, he was versed in all that stuff. Like, and that's the thing, like, if college athletes can learn to do that, like, they can make money on their own. They don't need anybody. Well, they need to, t and that's why they're, the, I think, one of the bigger deals in this is the the potential for the class because like you're saying they can teach them about you know being an influencer if that's something they want to do e even just simple financial literacy when it comes to obtaining that sort of that amount of money uh, is you know for an 18 19 year old you know that comes in a uh, jackson arnold for example doesn't know what to do right. with all that money now, i think that's important to have those type of things also who to trust when it comes to nil opportunities do do you trust a place like sooner scoop if they come to you and say, hey, we want to do a podcast, we want to do an interview, we want to do a show with you, you know, who in the media can you trust uh, when it comes to those sorts of deals? Those sorts of conversations need to be had because I think there's so many athletes that don't know uh, the landscape of it, where they can make money, where they shouldn't go to try and make money where, cause there's, there's deals out there. I'm sure that kids have been promised and they never got paid on. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Deals. And we're going to hear a lot more of those. I think here, you know, as this move forward, as we get out of, you know, this first pretty much, I mean, feeling out process yeah, or whatever. Like, like, you know, I said before, like I just kind of shut down things last year because there were so many people out there. Like how many of those things even exist anymore? Yeah. Does the boom crew exist anymore? Does the Norman NIL club exist anymore? I don't I mean, strength and Oklahoma really folded know. in so they didn't really bust or anything. I mean, but like, there's nothing out there anymore. Like, everybody, all these small businesses were running in, like, oh, do a podcast. Let's do this. And those, and I remember someone told me that a player, I think I said this before, a player came up to him and said, I wish you guys were still around because you were the only ones paying us. Like, right. Like, and this was like someone that did multiple ones of those. So it's like the, the Pat, the Theo Weiss jersey, like, People were still complaining, like, when am I going to get my Theo Weiss jersey? He yeah. transferred by the time they got their jerseys. Would that be really funny if he uh, followed up with them and just sent him a Missouri shirt? <laughs> I, I do think, though, that, like, and I've, I've said this from day one, I think getting everybody under one roof would be good. Yeah. It's a positive, you know, as long as everybody plays nicely. But at the same time, it's like, at the end of the day, everybody wants one thing. They're all aiming to get that. Yeah whatever the the five star or the you know top athlete in whatever sport uh i just i don't know it, it's going to be interesting to see the way that this kind of churns here over the next couple years i guess and i'm sure that i when i say years 
legislators or whoever, the government, they're going to get involved. They're already involved to some extent. Yeah. And, you know, I. That, and that's I'll why the university, like as much as they get involved, it's the worst it's going to get. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, if the university is in charge, there's some money taken out of players pocket. If, if they get a third party involved, there's some money out of the player's pocket. So all of a sudden, you can't make as much money doing a podcast or whatever you're doing or selling a T-shirt than you could if you just found one person to do it for you. And yeah. I'm not advocating us being an NIL company at all, but I'm just saying that was my concern from the beginning is that the more... It's like you saw these universities, and I just Oklahoma's just an example because everybody was doing it, but like you see these groups like Altius Partners and all these people that are now... You know, NIL, um, what do they call it when you call someone in to advise you on something? Um, uh, consultancies, you know, consultant firms and things like that. I'm like, what Greatest are these scam people? in the entire world being a consultant I mean, to something. Yeah, anything, I mean. Literally but, anything. But people hire consultants all the time. I, I mean, know, we kind of hired a consultant when we were going through our stuff. So um, with On3 and, and all the negotiating. So, I mean, there are reasons to use them and, and good people at what they do. But it's like. Yes, there's a reason to have these, but you're not even doing NIL, and it's already taking money out of people's pockets. It's just a weird, weird system. My last thing on this is, uh, and you can say however, whatever you want about him on the field, but Dylan Gabriel really knows how to do NIL. He is, his merchandise is cool. Like if I was in college, it, he's got some cool, cool stuff. Him working with the Delta Gamma sorority, DG, mm -hmm. obviously his name, DG, like, just smart branding by him, um, which is good because, like, that's a guy that, you know, he's probably not going to be an NFL starting quarterback, I would say. So for him to make as much money as possible right now is, is smart. So if they, if you could have one guy to use as an example, which he is, by the way, on on threes. I don't know if you guys have dabbled in any of the uh, on three valuation stuff, which is really cool to yeah, check I look out. Yeah, that. Yeah, uh, Dylan Gabriel is number one for Oklahoma, and I think I thought Jackson Arnold was higher than him. I don't think so. That had to have changed. Then I recently. think uh, number two is Desan McCulloch, and then number three at the university, I want to say, is Reagan Smith it's, from the women's gymnastics. Well, I'm looking at it right now, and the the list. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Well, damn it. I <laughs> General Booty. General Booty's number ten. The way that it reads on this, it goes: Gabriel one, Desan McCulloch uh, number two, Rondell Bothroyd three. Mm. McCade Matower. That doesn't make sense. Four, Reagan Smith, five. They have his valuation, McCade Matower, is at $197,000. What's his? Maybe they think he's still Jackson following. Dart from the ranch. It's based off social media <laughs> following, funny. I think, isn't it? Uh, I, I oh, know that yeah. social media it's a has big a part big of it. player like the, in all of How many Instagram it. followers, how many you know Twitter followers, all that. Uh, Reagan Smith, five. Walter Rouse, six. Andrell Anthony, seven. Jackson Arnold, eight. Jaron Canick nine. Jackson, General you want to do Booty, a pod? 10. We'll help you with your uh, your Instagram followers. One hundred twenty eight thousand dollars for uh, Jackson Arnold's his valuation. I'd love to talk to General Booty about. I mean, and he's he's, I, he's done a really good job, and he yeah. partnered no, with he the has. Children's Hospital. He's given a lot of that money uh, to the Children's Hospital. You can I know tell he has he's very smart people behind him. him. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that he's gotten advice from his brothers and mm -hmm. uncles and all that kind of stuff. The poor man's Manning family. I mean, I bought a I bought a booty shirt. I thought it was great. Did you really? Yeah, I love it. It's a great <laughs> shirt. Well, and, and, and that's With like an, the 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 peach on the front. The, uh -huh. Yeah, it's it's a great. I think it's a really good shirt. Yeah, that's a kid too that I think a lot of people were like, well, maybe he'll transfer because he's not going to play. But think about how much more nil money he's going to make at a school like Oklahoma 
selling that kind of merchandise yeah. than somewhere else, even if he is the you know third or fourth string guy. I don't know. It's all interesting. It, it is. It's, it's going to change a lot over the next few years. There's going to be, I'm sure, more bills passed and things like that. But uh, I do think it's and, – and this bill will get passed. Like, to be clear, I don't know if we, we cover that part of it. But the only reason it was not passed is because Stitt – vetoed 23 other bills like it's a it's a very political agenda thing going on um and we won't get into that but uh that is why it was not passed it eventually will get passed and i would assume there'll be more in the future how quickly would that come together do we have any idea how quickly everything would come together if the if the school like and i don't even know how that works like when he could come back and approve it or sign off on it uh, Stit, I how would that be something well, they the, could get in works before the Congress start of the twenty twenty three season? The Senate can actually override it if they wanted to. Really? Yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked if they do. Um, but in terms of what you're asking, Eddie, I think they're already prepared. As soon as it's passed, they're ready to go. So I think it could be as early as this summer wow. that they start implementing that stuff. Sure. I know Ar- that's what Arkansas did when that bill was passed. A and M the same way. So I, I think that you could see them kind of um, in terms of meshing with the collectives like that could happen this summer. If nothing else, I think you would obviously want it in place before the impending move of everything that you're going to be dealing with in the SEC. Yeah, honestly, I, I, for me personally, I, I prefer that OU, you know, be in charge of all that stuff, like pass it. I mean, like the softball thing, like we just, Give all that money to them and let them deal yeah, with it. Yeah, I think it would it would simplify a lot of things, right? I don't know. Did my mic just cut out? No. You're good. Okay. Probably your headphones. Oh, okay. I was like, I think I just cut out. Yeah, no, I think it would just simplify everything. It would make everything a lot easier is, is what I was trying to get out earlier. But I also made that really dumb comment about the boosters. <laughs> and I'm sure the board is going to be like, this guy's an idiot. So well, you're not a football guy, so I'm not a football guy. Oh my guy. god! Okay. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I should also remind people. Uh, I I have like stop on the uh, the conversions from your rival subscription to your on three. Uh, also, I've had people twenty four seven subscribers contact me and say, "Hey, would you convert mine? Uh, if we can, if we we'll try. Just hit me up. Uh, we do all now have Sooner Scoop emails, which is good." Uh, just see Murdoch at Soonerscoop.com is the best way to, to contact me now. Now that we've broken free from the tyranny, we can have our own email system. Um, so, yeah, you can, I'm sure, just social media, whatever, on the boards. Uh, if you need somebody's email, it'll just be on their signatures. So um, that's good to know. But, yeah, see Murdoch at, at Soonerscoop, not Soonerscoop.com. Um, hit me up, and uh, I'll get you taken care of. And everybody who's emailed me, I have seen them. I haven't been able to respond to everybody. Just been so much shit going on. Um, it's been a lot, and it will be next week until we can get that changed over. So all of a sudden, the urgency kind of moved to helping Eddie with video and other stuff around the office. All right, uh, baseball, Eddie, golf. I mean, do we want to hit on either one of those? Uh, there's really, I, I don't know if anybody would want to listen to like a breakdown of the NCAA regional, but they are hosting over at Jimmy Austin starting Monday. Uh, free admission. I, I know that it's kind of the uh, same song and dance that they've been through before. Uh, it's a lot of fun to go out to just because, A, it's really, really good golf, not just Oklahoma. Uh, and then, B, 
it's free and see you can get as close as you want to a bunch of those players like you can walk down the fairway with most of them if you really wanted to so uh if anybody wants to go out there i i would imagine they'll tee off sometime i would imagine eight nine o'clock monday tuesday wednesday uh and get out there and uh you know go support ryan hibble's crew i know that george is going to write it uh something about ryan hibble coming up next week uh before the ncaa regionals and then you know obviously they are very much expected to advance, and they'll be going to Greyhawk in, uh, I guess that'd be two weeks. So, uh, so is Greyhawk is that a a like a super regional or is that the national? That's the national championships, okay. yeah. And then you know, obviously the the seventy two holes of stroke play that lead into the top eight that make match play, and then that's on the Golf Channel and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, still time to send me to Scottsdale if you want, but uh, <laughs> it would it it'll be a lot of fun. You know, I. I don't know if anybody really expected this group to go win the Big 12 tournament so, yeah. uh, or the Big 12 championship. So they're playing really good golf at the right time, and uh, you never know. Just get into match play and kind of see where everything, uh, where everything lies. Need Stephen Campbell to probably play a little bit better than he did uh, up at Prairie Dunes, but you know I think that would be expected. He has had a really good season. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. And then baseball out of conference play again this weekend, or I, I say again, this is their non-conference during window. conference play. Yeah. yeah, window. So they're going to Spokane, Washington to play Gonzaga and then uh, Bedlam Baseball starting in Norman next week on Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday with Big 12 tournament the week the after, week after. Okay. starting on Wednesday in Arlington. So, uh, you know, it's it's kind of all right. What did you learn from West Virginia? Well, they lost two or three. I, it was good that they won the the middle game. Uh, and then, you know, I think I know that there was a lot of, uh, I guess, controversy would be the right way to say it uh, with the game starting at 10 a.m. on Sunday. And, you know, they, they really could have just played a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, but, you know, they Bob Huggins do that, too. Uh, Bob Huggins done a lot this week. I don't know <laughs> if he uh, did the scheduling, though, for. Uh, I mean, no. What? <laughs> I, was, I, I was just going to say, if. if this is my problem he, with a live stream. Like people, are, oh, do a live stream. Well, like, if got if, Bob waving, it, us I off. mean, it, it seems like if Bob Huggins was, if, if it was up to him, they just would have played in hoods on Saturday. But it, uh, you know, oh, it, it wasn't that bad. Uh, he still has a job. He just took a million dollar pay cut. No big deal. Uh, but yeah, there, it, it's kind of weird because there's so much to be, I guess, played out here over the course of the next two weeks in Big Twelve play it's pretty hard to project where they're going to be in the Big 12 tournament or where they're going to finish in the mm -hmm. standings. They did get good news last night with Ryder beating Duke, who's number 10 in the country right now. They might end up being a uh, top eight super regional type team or a, a national seed in the NCAA tournament. OU's RPI is now up to 41. And I think, you know, in college baseball, if you're top 50, you're usually pretty good. I, I think they're still on the outside looking in. But if they could take two or three from, uh, obviously have a good weekend in Spokane, uh, win two or three. If they could take two or three from Oklahoma State, uh, which is pretty. you know something of a tough ask still, they could probably finish top five in the Big 12. And I think that that would probably get them in. We'll see, though. Kind of the same position that they were in a year ago. Uh, you know, Ironically, I, they had a better resume last year and obviously better starting pitching and all that. You felt better better about them going down to Arlington, but, uh, you know, I, it's kind of a, we'll see. And, uh, they just need to win games and everything kind of take care of itself. 
Well, it's good to see uh, Kate Horton get a little little bit of a call up yesterday. Yeah, I got called up from low A to uh, high A. I the Cubs could use him right now after uh, walking in two runs last night. So, did you see the uh, Bobby Witt uh, for the play yesterday? Uh uh-uh. Oh, he had an unbelievable play at shortstop. Did he? Yeah. Seems like that's happening nightly. I, it, Jake Irvin had a really good second start for. He had a good first start against the Cubs, yeah. but. Uh, he had another really good start, uh, second start with the Nationals. Cade Cavalli is obviously having Tommy John surgery, which is unfortunate. But uh, I think they have, like, there's a possibility that half of the starting rotation for the Nationals are OU pitchers uh, when it's all said and done. So, shout out, sh- shout out uh, Jake Irvin. Good dude. Lived on my hall for Oh, did he really? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's kind of making a name for himself right now in the Nationals uh, organization, obviously, in the starting rotation. So, uh, yeah. It, it was cool to see Kate Horton. He's going to be in Chicago before too long. I wouldn't imagine at any point this year. Uh, but, I mean, I, I probably think don't want to have like, that many pitches on him this year. Yeah, I don't know how they're. Uh, I think that they're letting him go pretty. I don't, he, I don't think he's on a pitch count or anything really? right now. Because uh, I know that he had struck out 21 in 14 innings. But I could see them doing that thing where they're like, okay, you're only going until oh yeah, like this month of the year. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. It will be kind of interesting to see uh, how they bring him up through the system. And uh, I don't know. It should be kind of fun. I will have you know, uh, Eddie, any, any requests to go to Scottsdale, there will be some investigations into the hospitality room. Um, because as we all know, you almost got yourself fired because of a hospitality room in Scottsdale. That and I, John Shin's fault. John Shin's fault. Does that mean we all get one puke in your car free? Like get out of jail free card? Unfortunately, I think he probably just sent him to my car, and then I would have to deal with it. Isn't that the way that that would work? Yes. I I would say, and maybe he'll be out there listening. Maybe I could just stay with Chance Cosby. Three pecans. I love that dude, man. Out I in, love his uh, Instagram out in Scottsdale. He lives up there. If Chance will put you up. I have a house. I don't have a house. <laughs> but I have a buddy that has a house out there. <laughs> you're, you're not that much of an owner yet. And, and the company's not that big yet. You are an owner. You just can't buy a house in Scottsdale. With no, I, I, I don't foresee that ever happening. You don't have that much equity. I wouldn't be out there that, that There's long. not that much equity to have. Uh no, I, I, I think Cosby is fantastic. And you ran into him in Norman. Yeah, he was. we were going over to practice one night, and I, I was like, holy shit, George. And I stopped the car literally in the middle of the street and yelled at him. I just know him from TikTok. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Always making something good out there. But he'll be out there for the uh, national championships and all that kind of stuff. So I did add uh, the last – well, I'm not doing it anymore because I'm on, you know, doctor's orders basically uh, to not eat shit. But – I did put cream cheese in with my Velveeta per the Mont queso recipe he gave out. Is it good? It was pretty good. I think it, I'm going to go to the Mont today. Celebrating my brother. Oh, yeah. Graduating Congratulations to your brother. 4.0. Nerd. <laughs> and he didn't do it in, a, he didn't do it met, in an I, easy way. I didn't tell you guys either. this. I met George's entire family. Yeah, I heard that. I, I missed him last week when yeah. I came by the office. My dad wouldn't shut up. The whole crew. I love your dad. He's, he's it's a big best. Catholic family. There's like seven they of are you, very, isn't there? I got him in a lot of trouble with the family, too. Yeah. I knew, I knew, like, from the talks Nothing that had, could be settled in uh, confession. I'm I sure. knew, <laughs> I knew the hot button issues. Uh, and I was, a, I was like walking down the hall and somebody said something about uh, church or something. And I said, I said, well, be, I said, first, something along the lines of, you know, 
well, when he goes to church on a Sunday, it'll be the first time since I've known him or something like that. And yeah. He got so red in the face. Why? Have you been telling him you're going to mass every Sunday with I, me? You know, I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that, 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 they, quite the move if that's what's happening. Hopefully they stopped listening. Hopefully they, <laughs> I'll just tell them I'm not on this week. Oh, yeah, no, they're going to yeah. find out that they were discussed on the pod. But your brother, I like if I saw your brother in a lineup, I would not say genius computer programmer. No. He needs to like I would if you would be the guy I would pick as the you know genius computer programmer well, I appreciate of that, that sibling lineup. I I don't know if that means that I'm good looking or what that means, but I mean he definitely I mean it he needs looked, to shave. I would, I, yeah, I, I yeah no this. I would say that's part of it. He needs he to shave. He looks like he's a professional lumberjack. He needs to get uh, a better haircut. Uh, I think all that comes before a uh, eventual move down to the DFW. Yeah, area, when he gets right? to work yeah. and he sees like how well kept other people are, he's going to want to start. He listens, he's a senior he listens in college right now. He, I mean, yeah. he he's living the best life. Well, now, these next two months, you know, he doesn't start till July. That's so right. He's just like you said, he's on a two month bender. This you know. these were these they're were going the, they're going to Florida next week for a whole week. Him and his roommates. I mean, that was, can you tell the can you tell the rivalry that is between George and his brother? I mean, well, the problem is, is he's basically ripping apart his character because he wants to be the favorite with the parents. I can tell. Well, I, I've already accepted my fate as n- not being the favorite. Hmm. I, I was much more of a rebel when I was a child than anybody else. I would say in the family, there is nothing better than like the I don't know, give or take two weeks after you or like. Even as you're graduating, and this even goes into senior year of high school kids, that you have no responsibilities. You're kind of coasting because school's over. You don't have to really do anything. High school might have been better just for the fact that you were still on the, uh, it was like two years. It was like two years is basically what it was. Uh, And it's just the best. It really is the best. Now, living in a college town. You're saying this to the person that hired you. Right. Am I fired now? <laughs> I'm just saying there are things that you shouldn't do around, you know, I, I, I don't giving, like calling myself your boss, but I will. I'm giving life advice to the listeners uh-huh. that might be going through And I'm this. telling them, yes, take his advice, but don't eventually tell your employer one day that, you, that hired you out of college these things. That what? That you just took off for two weeks. No, and I, I, I think that you knew that. <laughs> I think you supported that at the time, too. I think I did because I was living at uh, I was living next door. Were you living right over there? Uh, yeah, I think so. She guys had like a big thunder. And I'm pointing to Essex outside. Square, no. the apartment. Oh, the shitty. Yeah, ones. no. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because that's the where I lived my final semester. Then when uh, you got the sooner well, money, you moved over here. Technically, I think I was living. I can't remember how this how that went, but technically, I was living with a buddy because I woke up one night and uh, basically like a down what is it a downburst whatever no, it wasn't I, I a tornado when that happened, yeah. but the 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 ceiling like lifted off the building yeah and i was i that was displaced ripped apart my whole fence that yeah. wasn't the first time that i would be displaced by an essex. apartment situation yeah that was at essex square that was that was quite the uh was quite the mood yeah i can't remember what that's called but i that that ripped apart my fence and everything that same event yeah it was awful like a microburst, microburst, microburst. microburst. Yeah, that so, was that was bad. Anyways, Eddie, you're uh, you're welcome to come out with us tonight. We're I'm playing dad. Tonight oh, good with the with him and his roommates. Good. 
they're going out tonight on Campus Corner. Little Wednesday night extravaganza in Norman. I wonder what it'll be like on finals week. I mean, they don't even have finals anymore on finals week, really. You know, I noticed that a lot of the players are already gone. Like Dylan yeah. Gabriel's back at home in Hawaii right now. I saw that uh, I think Jaden Gibson was flying out this morning. I People don't, I don't even know. Do p- people still take like in-person finals? I, it's, it seems like it's more more like projects now. Like my brother's final capstone wasn't a final. It's just a big project that he had to present or something. Hmm. So I don't, I don't really know. By the way, I, uh, I, I didn't even tell you this, but there's another connection here. Whatever bachelor party that you went on when you first started here. Oh, to Missouri yes. or something like that. No, it was here in Oklahoma city. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my niece is getting married to him. One of not him, but getting married to someone that was at that bachelor party this weekend. Who is it? A guy named Braden. I, yeah, I know Braden. He spoke very highly of you. Really? She actually sent me a text and said, thank you so much for hiring George. I didn't know he was working for you. Braden met him at a bachelor, bachelor party and yeah. said he was a very nice guy. Yeah, Braden's a, he, he's a funny guy. Um, I don't know him that well. You know, we were... Okay, that's good because I was worried you're going to be at the wedding and that would be awesome. No. Are you, when's the wedding? This weekend? This coming week. And I think I need to check my invitation. <laughs> it's been a busy week or two. Like Why, do you think you know the groom? Oh, no. I, I No. You just always kind of uh, figure out ways not to go to the wedding. Well, it's my niece. I can't avoid it. Right. Or my, well, I'm I call her I, that's my why I was surprised. Niece. Wait, I met her too, I think. I don't Riley. know. We were, we were intoxicated the okay. entire weekend. So I don't really... I mean, I remember most of it, but Hopefully like it was Riley and you didn't meet another woman that he had. No, I think she, she was no, because she's friends with the bride that I know that's getting married. Okay. But yeah, Brayden's a good guy. Very good guy. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd, I probably should have told you that off the pod, but here we are. All Shout right. Out Shout out Andrew Lane. Played golf with him over the weekend uh, down in Fort Worth. Yeah. And a uh, member guest, big uh, podcast listener. He said him and his friends. So um, take him some merch. Uh no I didn't take anything. Wow. What, you did, know as a that was this this past week as a owner you can do that kind of stuff. Like I was that. trying to beat his ass. <laughs> Wasn't trying to. You didn't to, play uh, on his team. No I it was a member guy I I played on a team with my cousin. Oh okay. I know we're going long here and I don't think you guys touched on it earlier but and I, did we talk about the transfers last week? Troy Everett, Connor Near. No we haven't. No we haven't. Um, I don't know if we wanted to get into that. Sure. Might as well talk some sports. Um, Troy Everett, obviously, a little bit probably bigger deal than Connor Near. I, I don't know, just because I don't know really what to expect from a kid that's going to be making a uh, jump from the D2 level. Yeah, I mean, I think Troy Everett, uh, honestly, will have a, have a shot to start. I, I don't know whether that's at guard or center. Obviously, you have Andrew Rame coming back. Um, you know, McCade Matwire's coming back. Uh, but I think that they're looking maybe to shake things up there on the interior, and that was kind of why they brought in a guy like Troy Everett, who, I mean, I think he started six games last year at center, played some guard two for Appalachian State. Um, so I, I think he could come in and obviously gives him depth. They didn't just they just didn't really have a whole lot of depth up there up front, especially at center. Um, you're talking about Nate Anderson maybe, you know, Josh Bates, who obviously they're really high on, but, but is young as a true freshman. So uh, I think that that was just kind of a depth thing. And I would also say, I mean, and, and I, I think he has more of a chance to start than maybe Connor Near, but I also think that they're really high on him. I, I know that, mm-hmm. like you said, he, he's a Division two guy, but 
you look at the way he's built, I think he's, what, 6'3", 230, 235. Um, you know, he could maybe play that Mike spot. I, I know that's what he told Josh that they're looking at him at. So, And I think that you look at that and you say, okay, well, Danny Stutzman's back. He's going to be the starting will. And all of a sudden you're plugging in, you know, either a Jaron Canick or, you know, Kobe McKenzie there at the starting mic. And I think maybe in Venables' head, um, you know, as he's a perfectionist is, you know, well, these guys haven't done it yet on the field. Let's bring somebody in that, you know, we've seen the tape. He's competed. He fits what they want to do. He's a smart player, um, you know, and have them have him maybe push them. I would still think, though, if, you know, perfect outcome, Jaron Canick or Kobe McKenzie goes in and takes that spot from sure, day one in full sure. camp. But at 6'2", uh, 235, and all of a sudden, and, you know, I think Oklahoma's been in this situation before where you all of a sudden look up and guy gets nicked up here, and then, you know, somebody gets goes down with a season-ending injury, and they kind of found themselves in that spot a year ago with T.D. Roof, just as far as, oh, he's going to be great, he's going to be able to add depth, and then all of a sudden you look up and you have no depth at that position. Yeah, well, and, uh, you know, I think that they, they knew that they could get better at that spot. Um, at Mike linebacker after Aguebu last year. And so I, I think, yeah, and that's part of why they brought in all these d transfers is they just didn't have a whole lot of depth last year. And so I think that that's, uh, you know, why they they brought those guys in. And, and uh, it wouldn't shock me if, you know, one of those two guys ends up starting for them. I, you know, again, I think Troy Everett's a guy that they really have high expectations for. Now it's time for basketball. <laughs> <laughs> It is time for basketball. Well, I mean, we we should probably address the Jordan Tyson, Jalen Tyson sure. situation Connection there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, unless I'm wrong, I sort of read it as Jalen, a Texas Tech basketball transfer, and Jordan, a Colorado receiver transfer, were going to be a package deal if they ended up like at OU or Kansas, and maybe Jalen really want. Cal looked like the leader for Jalen for quite some time now. So that wasn't that that uh, shocking. But Jordan felt like coming after his OU visit, the students were going to land him. And maybe it's just a case of Jalen wants to go to Cal. So Jordan goes Arizona State. It's not same school, but same area, same conference. Unless I'm reading it wrong. That's that's how it felt like to me. Yeah, and, and I know from... OU's perspective going into the weekend I mean I put up a note on the board that they were very confident that they were going to land Jordan Tyson uh, obviously over the weekend he goes to Arizona State um, Rashad Samples who you know OU fans I'm sure are familiar with um, you know is the, is the wide receivers coach over there at Arizona State now on that new staff uh, and it sounds like you know obviously that's what you know persuaded him to go there and, and you know I think Rashad was he at SMU when Jordan was at Allen. That sounds right. So I think I, the timeline. Yeah, I think that's, you know, obviously they have that connection there. So um, that's where he ends up going. At, you know, I don't think, oh, you will add another receiver. It doesn't. I mean, Bob, I don't know. It doesn't. There's not a ton of guys out there uh, that you can really make the connection for. So I, I don't it know. It would be Keon Coleman, but yeah. he went Florida State this last weekend. And I, I don't know. I mean, we saw that graphic. What, like 60 different schools have reached out to Keon? So I guess you just got to weigh, is it worth putting forth that time that time and effort? Yeah. Oh, he has one in 60 shot to land him, basically, right? So does Wright, so does Wright State. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they were included in that graphic. <laughs> I'll believe anything after, uh, oh, what was the kid's name that ended up at like Sacramento State in basketball or whatever? 
just a couple weeks ago that Oklahoma. Yo, uh, Johan Traor yes, from Santa kid, Barbara. Santa Barbara. That's right. The yes. guy from uh, from Auburn. So yeah, I'll believe anything. Although Santa Barbara is probably a little bit better off in basketball than uh, Wright State is in football. I, I hate to break it to them. I don't think also beautiful. They're going to get Santa their Barbara? services. That'd be yeah. awesome to be like 100 percent twenty year old kid out there. Make a little nil money, live in yeah. Santa Barbara. Yeah, absolutely. What is the status of OU basketball? Don't right go. Now? <laughs> I mean, we, we got to go there. We got to go there. I, they have basically an open spot. Like if they can find somebody that fits, they have an opening at the four. Yes, and they have to find someone, and that's why it doesn't matter how good they've done in the portal in the last month. They have a starting power forward that doesn't exist at this moment. So they have to figure this out very quickly as the portal window will close Thursday. Obviously, grad transfers can do whatever the heck they want. And as long as your pay, your paperwork is turned, turned in, you can make visits and, and do all that stuff. But at least now we'll start to get a feel of who are the legitimate candidates of who they could be looking after. Because it doesn't look like anyone that's visited campus up through the beginning part of this week is going to be a member of the Sooners. It's those two open spots. Obviously, power forward is one, and then it's just, is it another guard? Do they stash it away for 2024? You know, is it worth just taking a flyer on someone and seeing if it works out? Porter Moser didn't do that last year. They stashed it away. So very intriguing to see what happens with that one. But more than anything, you've got to get a power forward, and you've got to do it now. Great. Doesn't sound like there's too many options out there, though. That's is that the problem? I mean, it, it, you just don't want to settle, but you've reached the end of the portal window, not getting that guy. And the one you thought you might have had, Keshawn Johnson, San Diego State. If he would have announced last week, OU would have been a fifty-fifty shot with the Trojans. But now, when you add Arizona and Kentucky, and not just like token finalists, he actually is going to Tucson, going to Lexington. It's hard to see OU basketball winning that type of fight. So you kind of cross him off. and you're like, just, just out of curiosity with him is, and I, I guess I don't know Arizona and Kentucky's situation, but do they have a spot to where they go, yeah, you could come in and literally start? I would believe so, especially okay. with Hunter Dickinson picking Kansas. Because sure. sure. Kentucky was kind of banking on that a sure. little bit. And so now that opens up another spot for, for, for them. And then just... That's the way OU basketball is played, right? Like you're the you're the top spot until you're not. Where OU football is, you don't have to be the top spot. And you just come in at the last second and kind of snag a kid away. And so that's you just have to sort of see Ryan Humphrey still following people on social media, still making the contact, still trying to make things work. So you're not going to throw in the towel just yet, but that power forward spot is still wide open. All right, uh, not that depressing. Just you know, just I'm sure it's depressing right now for the OU basketball coaches though, because Jenny Bronchek, she's on Team USA this summer. I saw yeah, I saw that. Or I know I heard you talking about that. Does what she, is, is she an it's assistant? The, it's, it's the, the 19, un, under 19. 19 and under. So team. she's the head coach. Yeah. No. Oh, she's not. I think she's uh, an assistant. Maybe. Okay. I'm not sure. I just saw the uh, press. Yeah, the press release. She, she, I think the exact title is on court coach. She's the coach. on court coach. I don't know what that they exactly two, they means. They have two of those. I don't know. It says at the bottom who the head coach is, though, of the press release, and I can't remember who, who it was. 
Joni Taylor from Texas A&M will be the head coach. Along with assistants, Delisha Milton Jones from Old Dominion, Terry Morin from Indiana, who they had an incredible year, right? Yep. And uh, Notre Dame head coach, uh, is it Nail Ivy? It's, it's what's his name's mother? Uh, Jaden Ivy's mother yeah. from oh, okay. uh, Sacramento Kings. But uh, yeah, will join Baranchek as a court coach. So I'm really not sure what that means, but good for her. That's all. I mean, from a recruiting standpoint, that has to be yeah. exceptional. And they had a McDonald's All-American, right? Yep. Coming in. Power. Yeah, I only see that program going up and up. Oh, yeah. 100%. That would, I would imagine, I, you know, I don't think that schools have like come after her, but I would imagine that is in Josie's top three priority right now of keeping Jenny Baranchek in Norman for a long time. And who knows, Bob, uh, maybe someday the women's basketball team will be good enough to where the administration will build a new arena. That would be something if it was the women's <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's, I mean, they're used to it with softball, so. That move to the SEC for women's basketball, that's going to be the one to watch. I do think, again, I keep adding things to this podcast, but I do think the next Board of Regents meeting will have some clarity on the future of the LNC. Interesting. Is that just a bold prediction, or do you no, have some inside information? There? I, From what I understand, they have collected the results oh, you're talking of the about, survey. Yeah, okay. okay. I think Josie will have a better a better. So basically, yeah, whether June. they're going to launch that new initiative or relaunch yep. that initiative or just bite the bullet and say, we got to start raising money for our Yeah, and I think that Board of Regents meeting is June 13th, so that's kind of the date. They still have that one in Ardmore every year? I think it's at the Health Science Center okay. downtown, which is like across the street from me, so I, I will be there. All right, uh, that's going to do it. Before George can add anything else to the show. <laughs> Just kidding, I appreciated it. Uh, this time of year, it's always appreciated. But we'll be back again next week. Josh will have been uh, a little bit more off the road. And uh, just remember, $1, uh, six months at on3.com. Just type in Soonerscoop.com. It'll take you right there. Uh, if you want to, email us at support at Soonerscoop.com, and we can help you out online to figure out how to do all that stuff as well. Uh, and Soonerscoopstore.com, go check it out. Lots of uh, shirts left. We're still... Hoping the, the best sales are still ahead of us on the uh, Sleep Eat, uh, Run, Roll, Repeat shirts as regionals get underway. I'm sorry. Big, turn, big, big, turn, turn it gets underway, then regionals. I, wish, I mean, who, let's face it. We, we're looking forward to the regionals. Uh, so that's going to do it. Uh, appreciate it by listening. We'll be back again next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.